quarterback, number 19. All right, welcome everybody to yeah, 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 this week's yeah, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. of Birdie, Six Bs and a P. I'm your host Brian Costco here with you for our sixth episode, covering Week Five of the Cleveland Browns season. With Week Six just around the corner here in a few days, my tone a little different this week, as hope for the Brown season seems to be slowly dwindling. They lose again. This past Sunday to the defending Super Bowl champion, New York Giants, 41-27. to 27. Um, And I mention the dwindling hope because I think the tone of this episode will be a little less positive than the last few have been. Um, and I will get into that quite a bit here in the next period of time. <laughs> and I also want to know what you think is going on. Um, I want to hear from you guys, so make sure to leave something in the comments section. Uh, send us a comment through Twitter. We are at 6B1P. Um, or send me an email at brian at aquabearlegion.com. Tell me what you think is wrong with the Browns. We'll talk about that in next week's episode. Uh, but 0-5 now in the 2012 season. It's the first time they've been 0-5 since 1999, the year they came back, which for anyone that remembers that season, they were very, very terrible. Um, they, The Browns have now lost their last 11 games, um, and they will tie a franchise record if they lose this coming Sunday to the Bengals and lose their last 12 games. So they haven't won a game since November of last year. I believe it was November 20th of last year. Um Big injuries in this last Sunday game. Uh, Dequel Jackson, Dimitri Patterson, Taba Rubin, three more defensive players down. Already have Chris Gokong out and Phil Taylor, Joe Hayden these last couple games. Obviously, um, that was noticed. They gave up 200 yards to Ahmad Bradshaw of the Giants. And, and one of the bright spots there, if anybody could feel better out there, made me feel slightly better. I had Ahmad Bradshaw on my fantasy football team, so I got some points. Um, but I would have loved to not get any and have the Browns win. But, I mean, you could tell the impact that losing those defense players had. They have 200 yards of Bradshaw and 41 points total. Eli Manning throwing for three touchdowns as well. Just, you know, terrible. Um, and last year, I mean, and I, and I talked about this in the first couple of weeks too, that it, it – you would think if this Cleveland Browns team, especially like the team of last year, um, had scored 27 points in a game, that that would be enough to win. But apparently, um, the 2012 Browns, uh, 27 points isn't enough because their defense is horrendous. Um, quick, notable stats, uh, at least from a few players. Brandon Whedon, again... Not a great game, but, you know, 291 yards, 22 of 35. That looks pretty good. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, two stupid interceptions. Um, and, you know, I had been defending Whedon, and I still will. You know, I think he's got some potential, and it's definitely you're going to see him the rest of this year, and you probably should to see if it's worth 
uh, pursuing beyond this season. Um, but, you know, he, it, they did lose to the Ravens by one touchdown uh, interception that he threw that got ran back for a touchdown. You know, and you, you begin to see that Whedon's mistakes do um, have direct effect on part of the game. And I think they could have hung in this one a little more, too, if he would have made some better decisions. Trent Richardson, um, still another bright spot of this team. 17 rushes, 81 yards, and a touchdown. And Josh Gordon looked great. 82 yards on two receptions. Both of those were touchdowns, his first t- touchdowns in the NFL. Um, Jordan Norwood, seven receptions for 81 yards. Um, and Greg Little, zero receptions for zero yards. So, obviously, Whedon's going to Norwood and to Gordon and throwing a lot to Trent Richardson and Chris Obanaya, the running backs as well. Greg Little just not really entering the game plan. So I mentioned that I was beginning to become a little more negative about this season. You know, you get to the point where you see positive things happening, whether it be with Brandon Whedon or uh, Trent Richardson, or even, you know, the defense having an okay game here and there. Obviously not this past Sunday giving up 41 points, but, um, you know, 0-5 is 0-5, and losing your last 11 games, I mean, that is terrible. Um, and, you know, obviously there's been a lot of injuries, um, you know, losing Hayden for four games is tough. And then on top of that, to have uh, all these rookies starting, you know, I and not having to find roles in your receivers, not getting what you thought out of Greg Little. Um, there's a lot of things that are going into it. You know, rookie quarterbacks are going to make mistakes, but I want you um, to tell me what you think's wrong with the Browns. Um, and I know I'm opening myself up to a lot there, but leave a comment, tweet at us. Um, let us know what you think, and we'll talk about that in next week's episode as well. I mean, even if they win this coming week, you're still 1-5. Um, I think anybody who was even being realistic was hoping at least that they would be a little better off than that. Next two games, of course, against the Bengals and the Colts. Uh, two games that I think they might have a chance of actually winning, but we'll see. Next thing I wanted to talk about uh, was an article that I read um, on ESPN dot com by the AFC North's blogger on there, Jameson Hensley, um, who, in case you couldn't tell from his name, is kind of a douchebag. Um, but that's just my my very biased opinion. I believe he's a former Baltimore sports writer, um, but he's the one who blogs about all the AFC North teams, um, including the Cleveland Browns. And Jameson, um, who kind of looks like Mitt Romney a little bit in this picture, I'd say. Um, and Jameson, if you're out there, we don't want you on the show, really. Um, to go back to the, the jokes me and Weepy were making last couple episodes ago. Uh, he wrote this article about how only a quarterback can save the Browns. And first of all, it was a very poorly written article, and it was stupid. Uh, it, it kind of just sort of stated facts and information, um, and that was it. He, re- he really didn't get it. He didn't mention whether he thought Brandon Whedon was his quarterback, whether he thought another person was his quarterback. And it basically was just about you know how the Browns, this period of losing 11 games, going 0-5 this year. Um, and it's a terrible article. And there's a, I'll talk about a few things that I thought were particularly bad about it, but it brought up a few interesting things um, to me. I did already know about the losing streak and, both this year and, and, and overall. Um, but he talked about that a little bit, and he actually said the Browns have the smallest margin of error 
during of, of losing during that 11 game streak they've lost by 7.3 points um, so that's it's actually the lowest of any team in NFL history that has had an 11 game losing streak you know so it brings up the point that a lot of, some of these games have been closed not necessarily this Giants game but but others and he mentions too that Brandon Whedon you know because he's talking about well what are the Browns going to do at quarterback and points to the fact that Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton and Ben Roethlisberger, the other quarterbacks in the AFC North are all, you know, fantastic and amazing. And Jameson Hensley loves them. Um, but he mentions that Brandon Whedon actually has the second highest yards in his a team's first five games for a rookie ever, um, right behind Cam Newton. Uh, and he's got 1,288 yards in five games. So, I mean, it's nothing to shake a stick at. It's a lot of, of yardage. Um, of course, he had 291 on Sunday. So Brandon's throwing the ball, and, and he's completing passage for yardage, which is not – Cole McCoy never had these those big games. Um, he's also tied, though, for the league lead with interceptions. Brandon Whedon has nine at this point. And the two things that, you know, in this article um, that Mr. Hensley's written, it one is he brings up the – the fact, a uh, bit of information saying that since LeBron James took his talents to South Beach, the Browns are 9-28. and And it's like, that's after already saying how bad they've been recently. And I mean, come on, dude. LeBron James? I mean, seriously. And then goes on further to make even what I think is a more ridiculous statement, which is um, he talks about, you know, which direction the Browns go. We don't know whether it's going to be in. And he actually specifically brings up drafting Geno Smith as a possibility. The quarterback from West Virginia University, for those of you who are not familiar, he's putting up insane numbers. He threw for like 800 yards the other day. Um, and, I mean, come on, man. The, you know, fifth week of the season with a rookie quarterback and a, one of the better backups in the league, I would say, too, in Colt McCoy. And you're already talking about using a very high draft pick on a very specific quarterback that's, you know, we don't know will have NFL skill sets. So this is the kind of, like, you know, deep thought and analysis you're getting from Jamison Hensley. Um, from his, you know, big Ravens uh, home there in Baltimore. Um, not many positives, as I mentioned in this game this past week. Uh, Josh Gordon, though, Trent Richardson still looked good, but nobody else does. The offensive line looks terrible. No receivers stepping up other than Norwood and, and Gordon. And I think that's a surprise, too. I want to see that happen for a few more weeks before I feel like that those guys can be the receivers on this team. Um, and, of course, mistakes by Brandon Whedon. But as we said before, uh, let us know what you think, too. And let me know what you think about Jamison Hensley. Do you like him? I don't know. That guy seems like he sucks. Just my opinion. I've been reading him for years. I used to love the guy they had before him. But, of course, as I mentioned before, this show is full of bias and anger. That guy that they had doing the blog before him, I think, was a former Browns writer. So there you have it. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about today before we quickly preview next week and have our tweet of the week and our trivia answer and new question and all of our you know regular segments, I guess, at this point. Um, this weekend, I actually watched the Browns game, most of it, um, in my parents' living room in Lorain, Ohio. Um, me and Sherry uh, went up there for my grandparents' 65th wedding anniversary, which is incredibly awesome. Uh, went up there on Sunday for a brunch right on Lakeview uh, Beach there in Lorraine on Lake Erie, um, and then had 
folks over at my and family over at my parents' house afterwards where, you know, I got to sit with my dad and my brother and watch the Browns game along with some other extended family. And it got me thinking, actually, that, you know, the Browns have existed for 66 years, actually. They started in 1946. Um, and I started to think about, you know, how much time 65 years is and how, how many things my grandparents had experienced during that time and how many changes happened in the world and huge events. And I started to think about my podcast and, and what could I do uh, to look at the Browns' accomplishments in that same period of time um, and how that looked compared to other teams. Um, you know, this is a, for those of you who might be listening to this and I don't even know who is listening to this, um, for those who might not be big football fans or, um, follow the Browns intently, you know, this is a storied franchise, uh, uh, in the NFL and in football in 65 years, the Browns, since their beginnings in 1946 have won eight championships. Four of those are in the AAFC, which are in the, the, uh, forties, um, those aren't recognized officially by the NFL since there was a NFL championship at the same time. Um, but they do count as professional football championships and then four NFL championships. Um, and those all coming pretty much from 46 to 55 and then one in 1964. Um, they've had 28 playoff appearances, 13 division championships and 11 conference championships. Um, in 1948, the Cleveland Browns went unbeaten with a perfect season. They were the first team ever in professional football to have a perfect season, which meant they not only won all their games, they didn't have any ties, they won the football championship that year and all the playoff games. They had an 18-game win streak around that time that included both the 47, 1947 and 1948 AAFC championship. The Browns are actually tied for third in all football franchises with championships since 1920. And keep in mind, of course, that they didn't even exist until 1946. Uh, eight championships, as I mentioned, the highest of the Packers with a total of 13. And the Cleveland Browns record during this whole time, 489 wins, 415 losses, and 13 ties. So not a bad record when you're talking about that long of a period of time. Uh, so there's the Browns in 66 years. Happy 65th anniversary, of course, to my grandma, Grandpa Tershak. I had a great time up there. Um, and it was fun to watch the game, too, uh, in the Cleveland area. Unfortunately, you know, it was a tough one. But nevertheless, uh, I still remain hopeful, though a lot more negative and angry than in previous weeks. So, Bengals, Browns versus Bengals, second time they'll meet the Bengals this Sunday, 1 p.m. I think they have a chance to win this one. Of course, I say that every week. Uh, well, there may be some weeks this year that I won't say that, but I will say that this week. I think they have a chance. And they get the Indianapolis Colts the week after that, where I think they have another chance to win. Uh, Joe Hayden comes back. Hopefully Brandon Whedon can get his game together a little bit. It'd be great to see a game with no interceptions. And, you know, you hope for the best in a division game against the Bengals. you got to start somewhere. Uh, Cleveland Browns tweet of the week this week. And I think this sums up what we were talking about in this episode. And, and feel free to comment on this too because I think 
how you feel about this tweet um, and its tone and how you interpret it says a lot about how you feel as a Browns fan about this season. And I think there's different ways to take this. So tweet of the week uh, to carry on Brian Weeby's tradition, though not as entertaining as that awesome Frosty Rucker tweet Brian dug up. This week's tweet is frustrating day today. No one said it was going to be easy. Got to keep the pedal on the gas and continuing to work. And that was, of course, the Browns rookie quarterback, Brandon Whedon, Whedon 3 on Twitter. Brandon turning 29 this Sunday. Sunday's his birthday. Hopefully get him a win. First NFL win versus the Bengals. And yeah, very interesting phrasing at the end. Keep the pedal on the gas and continuing to work. I've there you have it. Do you think Brandon Whedon is actually uh, feeling that way? Uh, do you feel like he's the guy that can lead this team? Let us know, and we'll talk about it on the air. Also wanted to talk about our trivia question. We let one go for the last two weeks because we didn't have an answer. Brian Weeby giving a stumper uh, when he was a guest host a few weeks ago. Brian giving the trivia question. Um, which Browns quarterback was drafted first overall? And uh, eventually uh, never even did anything for the team. It was a total bust. And because he was stuttered and couldn't call plays in the huddle, the answer to that is Bobby Garrett. Bobby Garrett from Stanford University. First pick overall in the 1954 draft by the Cleveland Browns. He was. Uh, de- they wanted him to be the heir apparent for legendary Otto Graham. Uh and this is something, also, I wanted to throw in that was really interesting because this just could not happen in today's NFL. The Browns found out about his stutter and then traded him to the Packers with a few other players for another QB. So it was like a four players for three players trade. So they found out about his stutter, traded him away, and the Packers did not know about this at all. And they found out about it after the trade. Um, and, you know, you just could never get away with that, I don't think, now uh, in today's NFL. But Bobby Garrett, All-American at Stanford, he never took a step for the Browns. It was only with the Packers for nine games and then left football. The stuttering quarterback, considered to be one of the biggest draft busts of all time, but obviously a, a crazy story there. And this week's trivia question, we talked a lot about how many championships the Browns have won in their existence. Talked about you know the winningest franchise, the Green Bay Packers, with 13 championships since 1920. So this week's question is, I'm going to give you a few of these, actually, but which seven NFL franchises that currently exist have never won a NFL championship? So Super Bowl or otherwise. Um, and I'm going to give you three of them uh, by saying that no team in recent expansion, so that is to say the last few teams that have been added um, have won yet an NFL championship. So the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Carolina Panthers have not won. So who are the other four teams? And what I'm also telling you there in that hint is that the other four teams that have not won have existed for at least a little while. So let us know in the comments. Send it to us at Twitter. Email us, brian at aquabearlegion.com. Of course, we're on Twitter at 6B1P. That's the number six, letter B, number one, letter P. 
let us know which four franchises, in addition to the Jaguars, Panthers, and Texans, have never won an NFL championship. And feel free to comment on here and drop us a line, too, and let us know what's going on. What's going on with the Browns this year? Why are they 0-5? Even though certain things look good, what is the problem? Why can't they win? Uh, Tell me what's wrong with this podcast, what you might like about it. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you're feeling about the Cleveland Browns or anything else, and we'll talk about it on here. Browns and Bengals this Sunday, 1 o'clock. Hopefully we'll come back next week and be talking about a Browns victory. Also next week, look for some uh, special guests, which will be me blabbing this time. And, of course, as always, I'm your host, Brian Costco. Six Bs and a P here on AquaBearLegion.com, your source for force and for everything Ohio music and art. Go Browns. Bernie!